Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On This Podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Making a Score Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating or review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. All right, we got a few things we got to get to. Uh, another off day for the Maple Leafs, so no actual in-game conversation that we need to have. Uh, they do finally get back underway tomorrow, which is going to be nice uh, to, to get the Leafs back in action. So we'll talk about what, uh, what's what been going on through the, the off days and if I have any worries that there's going to be any rust uh, when they welcome Vancouver to town on Thursday. But also, we got a whole bunch of news going on league-wide. I know we, we tend to, uh, or at least I, I myself have, I'm sure a lot of you guys have done the same thing, where we've gotten pretty good tunnel vision when it comes to the Canadian division, but there are plenty other teams also in the NHL this year playing south of the border and there was a lot of news going on down below so we'll get some league-wide news as well COVID really uh, running rampant through a whole bunch of dressing rooms so we'll talk about that and then also we got some news about the Canadian Olympic hockey team uh, they announced their their new general manager and AGM uh, so we'll talk about that discuss maybe some of the coaching options and if maybe there'll be a little bit of a leaf flavor on Team Canada um, or at least that's projected to be on Team Canada in 2022. So uh, let's let's just talk about quickly. We're we're now what the fourth day in a row where the Leafs have not played a game in the a game. So it's it's been a weird off week considering how much hockey they played at the beginning of the year, where it was like every other night. Uh, they were playing hockey, right? Like so many nights. It was like four games in six nights. Uh, it was just hockey, 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 and. All of a sudden, you got four days off, and I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, well, what are we going to do? Like, what are we talking about? I'm getting bored over here. Not really. <laughs> but I, I, it's been a little weird, uh, to to be honest with you. I just wasn't expecting this this uh, this break, I guess. Like, I knew it was coming on the schedule, but then I think it was yesterday. I woke up, and I was like, well, there's no hockey yesterday. There's no hockey today. There's no hockey tomorrow. Like, Geez, are Leafs ever going to play? The answer is yes. They are going to play tomorrow night when they host Vancouver. But um, one of the things that I think uh, that I want to talk about today, just briefly before we get into this league-wide news, is whether or not I think that this break is going to be beneficial or detrimental to the team. And I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, I, I believe it's nice for, for the guys like, Marner, Matthews, uh, Hyman, Riley, Muzzin. Like, the horses on this team to get a few days off to try and recover. Uh, They've they've been playing so much. Like, these guys, you know, Sheldon Keefe has been riding his horses all year long, and and they've been playing big-time minutes. So to at least get a couple of days off to kind of rest up, rest the feet, rest the mind, rest the body, maybe get uh, rejuvenated a little bit, and, and, and away we go again for another good long stretch before the next break. I think it's it's good in that sense for, for the big guns. Where I, I worry, not so much worry, but where I think this could be a little bit of an issue is is I'm really hoping it doesn't kill Freddie's momentum. We've seen him playing 
uh, at a very high level of hockey right now. He's really seeing the puck well. He's moving around in his crease well. He's making big stops, and he's winning games for the Maple Leafs, which is, I mean, he's won a lot of regular season games, I guess, so I guess it's not that different. This is a team who had like was on a 100-point pace uh, last year and, and had 100 points the year before. So, you know, winning games isn't that out of the norm for Freddie, but he's doing it in different ways, right? They're winning closer, tighter, lower-scoring games, um, and Freddie's making the big stops at the right times. And I hope that this didn't kill his momentum, right? Four days off, uh, he was kind of on a roll, right? You, like, goalies are like that. When they get hot, they go on a heater, they get on a roll, and then oftentimes you'll see a team go on a, a nice heater because the goalie's just on another level, playing out of his mind, and then you, they get a break, whether it's a bye week where they go three or four games off or you know they, they give him a, a night off and the backup comes to play and then he gets back in the following day. And it's like, guy oh, hasn't played in five games. He's a little bit rusty. I, I did, don't know if that's going to be the case. Obviously, I hope that's not the case. But that's the only thing that worries me about this this four game uh, this four day break that the Maple Leafs have had. And I mean, am I overblowing it? Probably, but I mean, it's a, it's a daily lease podcast. It's something that that I, that came across my mind. So it's like, oh, let's let's talk about it because maybe other people have the same issues. I know I was chatting with Tony Ferrari actually earlier today um, from Dauber Prospects. He's you know he's on this show uh, quite often. So if you listen um, daily, I'm sure you guys are are very familiar with Tony. He had the same thoughts as me too, saying like, yeah, I think it's good for everybody else to get those off days. His only worry is Freddie. Is it going to kill his momentum? And, and I'm, once again, in the same boat. So uh, I, I'm glad that uh, that we're going to get hockey back in Toronto. I think the, the Maple Leafs enjoyed their days off. But I bet they're itching to get back into things. Now, especially since you look at the standings board and for most of the year, uh, really, they, they were at the top of the Canadian division. And then you wake up this morning and they weren't. The Montreal Canadiens, who had played two nights over these past few days, uh, won both of those games and leapfrogged them and now sit atop of the North Division. So, you know, that Toronto's just kind of uh, itching to get back out onto the ice and get going again. Hopefully they can pick up where they left off and go on a nice little heater and rip off uh, some more wins here and, and try and keep up uh, or surpass the Montreal Canadiens and that uh, that'll all go down tomorrow night when the Canucks come to town and the Canucks are coming in after getting trampled by Montreal the past couple of nights so they are getting a team who's kind of um, you know their morale is low so I guess that could work out into Toronto's favor a little bit I'll talk about that probably tomorrow morning uh, on tomorrow's episode when I preview the game I'll get into it a little bit more but you know I'm Excited that uh, that the game, uh, you know, we're going to be able to actually watch the Maple Leafs play hockey again because it's been a little bit. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll chat about the the league wide news and and COVID and how it's just running rampant throughout the league and really affecting things and affecting the schedule here. But before we do, let me tell you guys all about Built Bar. 
I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors and six brand new flavors that you want to check out. My favorite, cookies and cream. It is fantastic. But they also got caramel brownie, cherry barcia, carrot cake, apple, almond crisp. And that goes along with the other 12 original flavors. And we already know how much I love myself, my peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And best of all, the Built Bar is healthy, folks. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Let me tell you a little bit about the peanut butter bar. It's got 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. I'm telling you. These bars are healthy, they're delicious, they're amazing. You just got to go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll receive 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano with you, the host of this program. And before I get into this, I do want to tell you guys, uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck or the show at Locked On Leafs. I'm going to be doing a mailbag segment uh, in the next week or so. So if you guys want to get any of your listener questions in, do tweet at me, send in your, your questions, and I'll be sure to answer it uh, live on the pod uh, it, within the next week or, or two, I guess, depending on, on when I get uh, the questions. Uh, if I get, end up getting a whole bunch of questions by Monday, I'll do it on Monday. If I, you know, they come in a little bit later and I don't end up getting uh, as many as I need and, and they don't come in until maybe Thursday, guess I'll do them Thursday. So really, whenever that episode comes out, it's going to probably depend on how quickly you guys get those questions to me. And once again, you could do that on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck as my personal Twitter or at Lockdown Leafs. I'll also leave a post on Twitter and you can just reply to that one as well if that's if that's easier for you uh, to do. Uh, let's get into this league-wide news a little bit. So obviously COVID-19 is is well it's been the story of the year you know 2020 is the year that COVID hit and it's leaked into 2021 and it's clearly affected a lot of things um the nwhl actually upsettingly uh, had to cancel their the rest of their season they were supposed to they're like right into the playoffs you know the toronto six which you know there's not a lot of people talking about them and maybe actually I'll I'll over the next couple of days get somebody uh, get somebody on who who was watching the tournament a little more closely and covering them just to to give them some love and maybe talk about the situation and what they're hearing but you know they had to cancel the rest of the tournament due to covid and there were only what I think 3 or 4 more days left in the tournament but a whole bunch of tests ended up popping up, and they felt that it was going to be safest if they just canceled the tournament or suspended the tournament, which I believe basically means it's it's done. Um, you know, that's super unfortunate. But also the NHL, it, it, right from the get-go, really, they've had issues. Like, if you guys recall, Dallas um, didn't end up starting the season until... I think their first game was like January 21st or something like that. Like they missed the the first week of hockey because they had a bunch of players in concussion protocol or concussion <laughs> in COVID protocols. 
right? So so their season ended up getting derailed early, and then that that meant that the teams that they were playing, Carolina, Florida, they weren't able to play games. And then uh, I think Florida and Carolina had their series get canceled. Um, there were some issues out there. New Jersey is now a big mess. They have 14 players on the COVID list out in New Jersey. I, I don't know what, uh, you know, What's going to happen there? Clearly, they're not going to be playing hockey for a little bit. And the biggest issue right now... So today, also, Minnesota had, uh, I think, five players hit the COVID list. But the biggest news of the day over the last 24 hours is what's going on in Buffalo. And so Buffalo also has five guys who hit the COVID list. I believe I saw Ristolainen and Taylor Hall actually tested positive for COVID. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure I read that. And here's the reason why this one is uh, a big issue around the league and a hot-button topic. So, Jersey and Buffalo played Sunday. The day before, it was Travis Zajac of the New Jersey Devils who went on the COVID list. And then Buffalo apparently pled to the league and said, hey, we don't feel comfortable playing this game. They just had somebody test positive for COVID. You know, what if... Uh, it's, you know, there's more within your locker room. It just hasn't been detected yet. And then it's going to spread to us while we play the game. And uh, apparently that request was denied. And they said, no, you know, we're good with our testing. Uh, they've, everyone else has tested negative so far to this point. We think we got to go ahead with these games and we're going to play it. So they played. And um, so after playing, though, then a couple of tests pop up the following day. In New Jersey, and then in Buffalo. And you look today, Jersey's got 14 players on the COVID list, and Buffalo now has five. This all coming after Buffalo explicitly said they did not feel comfortable playing. Imagine how mad you think this team is. They did not want to play this game. And now, a few days later, they're having these COVID tests pop up because they had played the Devils, just a few days prior, who are having massive, massive, massive COVID issues. Like, that's a problem. Um, clearly, there's there's somewhat of an issue here with, with how things are being dealt with. I, I, I don't have the answers. It's tough. Uh, but the biggest issue here is, is the fact that, you know, these teams in the league certainly do want to get through a full 56-game season for everyone. So they don't want to be canceling games if they don't have to. And I think at the time, New Jersey didn't have enough players on their COVID list um, or test positive for COVID at least that they didn't want to have to cancel the game. So that's why they ended up having to play it. But now, obviously, in hindsight, you look, it's like, well, now they got 14 players on the COVID list. Um, That game probably should not have went on. But now you get stuck into a bit of a situation where we see such a discrepancy in how many games have been played so far between teams this year. Like the Canucks have played a league-high 13 games so far this season. Meanwhile, Florida, who I don't think Florida themselves have actually had COVID issues, but they missed games 
due to opposing teams having COVID issues and having to cancel those series. That's kind of the issue with, with series also early. We're seeing, you know, multiple games against the same teams having to cancel. So Florida has had to cancel a whole bunch of games. They've only played six so far. Like, they've played less than half of the amount of games that Vancouver has. Now, you could look at that and say, wow, that's, you know, that's good for that. They've also, I'm pretty sure they're undefeated. They haven't lost a game in regulation yet. And you can say, well, yeah, of course, they, they have, they've had quite a, a stretched out schedule. They've only had to play six games. They're playing teams who've played a dozen games almost and, probably, you know, three games in four nights and they're catching teams that are tired and they're all pretty fresh. The problem here is they're going to have to have games are going to have to be, like, made up here. Like, they're not... The only other way that I suppose things could end up working out for some of these teams that are, as of now, you feel like are going to be in some trouble because they're going to have to jam games in throughout the season, is either A, they expand the season another week, which I don't think they want to do that, or they're going to end up playing a lot of games in not a lot of time. We saw this happen in Major League Baseball. I think it was the the St. Louis Cardinals who had to play like, it was something stupid, like 28 games in the final 24 days of the season. Now in baseball, you can get away with it because what they did was you, they, you can play double headers in the same day in baseball. Now they shortened them from nine inning games to seven inning games, but you can't really do that in the NHL. You can't play two games in one day in the NHL. That's just way too taxing on the body, way too tiring. You just can't. What they might have to do is, you know, let's say uh, like one of the game, like Dallas and Florida, their series was canceled. Well, they're going to have another series coming up pretty shortly. And instead of it being, you know, three games in five nights, they may have to play four games in five nights and have three games in a row. Or play two back-to-backs. Right where you play, you play the Monday, you play the Tuesday, and then the off day you had anyways, and then you were back at it for the next two days to try and fill in one of those extra games that you had missed earlier in the year. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how the league goes about all of these COVID um postponements. It was a question that I had going into this season. Like, if, you, if you're a, a, a regular to this podcast, this isn't the first time that you've heard me ask these questions. Bring this up. The fact that, yeah, it worked in MLB. It worked in the NFL. But when it comes to both the NBA and the NHL, it's totally different because they play so many more games and they can't play two games in a day like in the MLB. So it's really interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the NHL ends up going about it. Um, if they don't and aren't able to get 56 games in for every team, I suppose they'll just have to go to points percentage. You know, if a team, most teams end up with 56 games at the end of the year, but some teams only end up playing 53 or 52, I guess they'll have to go to points percentage. And then is that really fair? Like, what if they didn't win those games? Like, 
I don't know. It's it's going to be weird. Luckily, uh, you know, up here in Canada, with the, the strict restrictions that we have here in place, it hasn't affected the North Division yet. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Hopefully it does not at all. <laughs> but uh, it, it certainly could. And then this division will start to have to, you know, work around things and get through this little wrinkle that's going on. The thing that I find interesting about the North Division is that their uh, this team specifically, or this division specifically, has an off number player. So there's always one team who kind of has a few days off in a row. Um, I guess it's not a bye week per se, but you know they they get some time off because the rest of the the those three series are ongoing. I wonder if there's a way if if something were to happen, let's say uh, Toronto is supposed to play in Edmonton, but Edmonton comes down with you know the COVID bug. And then instead of you know, they end up postponing that series. Well, instead of postponing that series and then having both teams not play, I wonder if that team that's not playing that week could kind of fill in for those games. Like have let's say Ottawa's off that week, have Ottawa fill in for those games, play those, and then Toronto can play Edmonton the week that they were supposed to play Ottawa. Well, I guess maybe that wouldn't work because then Edmonton's supposed to probably be playing somebody else that week as well. Maybe that wouldn't work now that I think about it. I'm going to leave this in the podcast too so you guys can see how dumb I am sometimes. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about how possibly uh, the league can go through doing this. Like We did see that happen in the NFL where they switch games around. Where I think it was the Titans... And the, oh, was it the Ravens game? I think maybe the Steelers. The Steelers got caught in it too, uh, where they had to like move a game to a uh, their off week. And then in their off week, they had to play a, a bye week. And then that ended up being their bye week was, was earlier or something like that. Their bye week ended up being in week four where they were supposed to play the original game. You know, I don't know if they could do that. I don't know if that'll work. But I'm just thinking that might be something that they may have to look into, kind of rejigging the schedule a little bit. All right, um, enough of that speculative talk when it comes to how the league is going to deal with COVID. I don't get paid nearly enough to to sweat that stuff. Uh, I guess I'll just figure it out as the league figures it out and as we all kind of learn how this is all going to work out. Uh, there's somebody in the NHL who I'm sure is getting paid the big bucks to figure this whole thing out. That is not me. So uh, I'll I'll put that to bed for now. Um, And let's take a quick break. And when I come back, let's talk about the the Canadian Olympic team and and the GMs being announced. And uh, we'll have a quick chat about that. But first, let me tell you guys all about betonline.ag. And we're all hockey fans here on the Locked On Elise podcast, but are we ready for some football? We got the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks, and the number one place that has you covered and the one place we trust is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. You've got the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Bucks. You can also go ahead and bet on the NHL games. You got some 
prop bets and future bets. And, of course, you got your puck line, money line, and all the goods. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano still with you. Check me out on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. And just one more reminder that uh, you can go hit me up on Twitter uh, and submit a mailbag question. Uh, anything to do with, with Maple Leafs, hockey, you want to know a little bit about me, you want to know uh, you know anything about the show Overdrive that I work for on, on TSN, you know, hit me up with any type of mailbag questions, uh, and uh, I, I love doing those those segments, really kind of, I guess, kind of connects with the audience and lets, you know, kind of allows me to let my guard down and kind of get personal a little bit. So certainly hit me up on Twitter and... Um, and I'll I'll make a post as well, like I said, and you guys can get those questions in there. Uh, all right, so the Canadian Olympic Hockey uh, Hockey Canada has announced the general manager for the 2022 Olympic team. And just a reminder, if you forget, part of the discussions over the summer when they redid the CBA was they wanted to go to the Olympics. The players wanted to go to the Olympics, and that was part of the negotiations. So. In 2022, we're going to have NHLers back at the Olympics when it's in China. So they had, um, they named Doug Armstrong as the new general manager. Uh, he is the current GM of the St. Louis Blues, so clearly he knows how to put a winning product on the ice. He did that with St. Louis a couple of years ago, and you know the Blues still a, a very solid, solid team. Um, so Doug Armstrong named the general manager, and then a little bit of a. Uh, an interesting pick as the assistant general manager, something I didn't see coming. But Roberto Luongo, longtime Canucks goaltender, uh, I believe he's also currently working in the Florida Panthers system. Uh, but if you recall, he was the, I think he was working as the goalie coach or goalie mentor of some sort in uh, for Team Canada at the at the World Juniors. He had some connection with Devin Levi, maybe because Levi was a a Panthers draft pick. That could be the connection there, but. Uh, regardless, Roberto Luongo going to be the assistant general manager um, for Team Canada, and he'll have an opportunity to kind of show off uh, what he can do in a management type uh, type of role. We know what he could do on the ice. Let's see if he's got got the chops to to do just as good a job off the ice. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the Olympics. It's been a it's been a while. We haven't had Canadian or we haven't had. Um, NHLers at the Olympics since 2014 in Sochi. So it'll be, what, eight years since we've had NHLers at the Olympics for a high level of hockey. Um, so the immediate question always comes up, A, what is the roster going to look like? Everyone starts putting together the roster projections. I don't know if I'm quite ready for that yet. Don't know if if that needs to be done. It's, two, it's like a year and a half from now. Well, I guess it's a year from now. What are we in February twenty one now? Yeah, I guess it's it's a year out, year out. Uh, but regardless, we'll have so much time to go over that. Uh, but one of the other questions is, you know, who, who's going to coach this team? Not, you know, that was Mike Babcock's job the last time that uh, that they were there. It, well, when the NHLers were there, I I, uh, I can't remember who was the coach in twenty eighteen, but it obviously will not be Mike Babcock. 
this year. <laughs> so, um, but there are some pretty good coaching options that are still going to be out there for Team Canada to pick from. I, I don't think Sheldon Keefe is, you know, I don't think he has the clout yet to be in this conversation as much as Leafs Nation would love to see Sheldon uh, represent Canada. I don't think he's he's there yet, right? He hasn't earned that right yet. He's only been in the league for uh, a little bit, a little bit more than a year, um, and he's you know, like he's younger than some of the players that that uh, that are on his team, anyways. So I, I don't think that Keith will really be in the mix here. But there are some really quality coaches around the league that I believe will be in the mix. Uh, I look at what Claude Julian's doing right now out in Montreal. Yes, the Habs are an enemy. We do not want them to be successful. We do not want them to win. But you got to take your hat off to what they're doing out there. They're having an exceptional start to the year, and Claude Julian's doing a great job. I think that he's somebody who could certainly be uh, up near the top of the list for that position. Um, you look at John Cooper, Stanley Cup winning head coach last year with the Tampa Bay Lightning. What he's done with the Lightning over the last little bit, he clearly uh, will be in the conversation. Bruce Cassidy out in Boston, he's been great since he got there. You know uh, you know that guys like Marshawn and Patrice Bergeron are going to be in the mix here, so he could be a guy who they may look uh, look to, to kind of steer the ship into the right direction. Perhaps even somebody like Barry Trotz, who's been a great coach over the last few years. You know, won a Stanley Cup for the Washington Capitals and then had two great playoff seasons uh, after leaving them to go to the, the New York Islanders and seemingly made this Islanders team from somebody that, a team that was pretty well an afterthought, in my opinion. I I, I came into the year two years ago when he first got there saying, yeah, they're not going to do anything. They lost to Varis. They're going to be crap. Well, they made the playoffs. The following year, same thing. They made the conference finals last season. So, you know, I think that Barry Trotz is an exceptional coach, and he's somebody who certainly will be on the short list here. Um, the other thing that needs to be taken into to account is there are going to be assistants, and there's going to be a head guy and a couple of assistants. So it could be a, a number of these players on this list that I'm talking about. But you got to make sure you got a good nucleus, a good uh, a good set of coaches that can all work together um, and feed off of each other and make sure that the egos don't get to one another if if you know the main guy ends up being like a Claude Julian, you know, hopefully John Cooper isn't upset about being an assistant or Barry Trotz isn't upset about being an assistant. Uh, so that's something that's also something that is, you know, kind of needs to be said, I suppose we could say. Uh, all right. Um, also, I think the the other question that we may have, especially as Leaf fans, is do we think there'll be any Maple Leafs on the lineup? So I'm going to do a full roster projection. But I think there's a couple of guys who probably will make the roster, and then there's one who might sniff. Might be able to sniff. So, who will make the roster, I believe Mitch Marner and Morgan Riley will probably do it. You know, I I think Marner's a a lock. Uh, You you look at the season he's having right now, he's only going to get better from here. Hasn't even reached his prime yet to, like, less. He's not even 25 years old. Um, I think that Marner really is playing the best hockey of his life right now. And and I think that he could be get be getting better over the next couple of years. So I, I can definitely see Morgan uh, or um, Mitch Marner on this team for sure. Morgan Riley, I believe, uh, one of the better Canadian defensemen in the league. It's going to be a, a real tough, tough battle for, for that because there are some really good defensemen. You think like Petrangelo, Shea Weber, 
Um, you know, well, they're, I guess, technically right-handed defensemen, so I guess more Riley will be battling with those guys. But, you know, Shea, uh, uh, what's it, Shea Theodore is somebody who's really turned out to be a, a spectacular young defenseman. So there, there's, there's tons of D-men that he's going to be battling with, but I, I think that he... Uh, he should be able to to have a good chance to carve out a role here and play for Team Canada. Um, the one who I think may be on the bubble, and it's going to depend on how he plays over the next couple of years, and that's John Tavares. Uh, so, JT, <laughs> he's had a, a, a decent start to the year. You know, I, I think it started off hot. He's he's mellowed out a little bit, but still playing playing a, a good level of hockey. And it's going to be interesting to see where he's at a year from now. It's not that far away, so to suggest that he's going to fall off between now and then, I think is is a little maybe a little far fetched. But is he is he going to be able to beat out a guy like Ryan O'Reilly? Like you think about what this team's going to look like down the middle. Probably going to look something similar to Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon. And then there's going to be that fourth center spot. And I think there's a few guys who could potentially be uh, in the mix there. Uh, I'm thinking, I mean, this is Doug Armstrong we're talking about here, the GM of the St. Louis Blues. So Ryan O'Reilly could be a guy here. Um, one of Con Smythe a couple of years ago. He's a spectacular two-way player. Maybe John Tavares is in the mix here. Bo Horvat out in Vancouver could be in the mix here. So I think that Tavares uh, is the other guy here who could be like the third Maple Leaf to potentially crack Team Canada's roster. Um, but we'll we'll see. Obviously, Austin Matthews will be a lock for the Americans. Um, Willie Nylander will probably make uh, Team Sweden. Um, so there's, there's going to be a, a lot of guys who I think uh, will be representing uh, the Maple Leafs here and representing their countries at the Olympics coming up next February. All right, I think that'll do it uh, for today's podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs and um, follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. And again, send in those questions. Send them in. Do it a mailbag sometime next week. The quicker you get them in, the quicker I'll do the mailbag. Uh, if you guys want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast for myself and four of the Locked On hosts. Discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode. Tomorrow we'll be teeing up the game between the Maple Leafs and the Vancouver Canucks. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.